folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. I think we're going to have kind of a polarizing podcast today. It's, Quite possibly. I mean, I, it's not I'll, like the subject is polarizing, but I think I think my I think take the opinion on it is. is. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, I I'm I'm going to admit I will have I have thoughts um but my thoughts fall a little bit short of actual opinions. So you, there, there may be like, cases where I am completely ag- agreeing with you, and there may be a few cases where I decide to play devil's advocate okay. as we go through stuff. Okay. Well, um, you know, wait, before we get started, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, <laughs> I wish it weren't Advent, but if it weren't Advent, it wouldn't be a thing anyway. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we used to do the beer of the, of the week and yeah. I'm not doing a beer of the week anymore, but I have a beer right now. And if, if I can under, if I'm understanding the can correctly, because it's a German beer and everything on it is in German, um, this is either from a recipe or from a brewery that's from 1543. And the reason I have it is because my wife, now this is completely outside of the, what would you say, the, the spirit of Advent. But my wife, uh, as an early birthday gift, got me like this big pack of, all German import pints of beer, like one per day during the, for all the days in December from one through 24. So there's 24 of them. Okay. And so now I've got to drink one each night. Maybe it's a barrel from the 1500s. Maybe it's just really old beer. <laughs> it could be really old beer. That That's possible too. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we're we're talking about sports, but yes. I mean, what what kind of prompted this is I don't we've every now and then I'll I'll say well we could talk about sports and then I I shy away from that because I know that my opinion is the uh, minority for most people, um, and and then I saw Timothy Gordon did a podcast and I almost. I almost tried to uh, find a way to reach him to see if he would debate me on the subject. But first of all, we're not big for him to, enough for him to – he'd be punching down, so it'd be <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I, I'm not real good at debates anyway. But I, I just feel like this has to be talked about. And I, I don't even understand why more people don't think like me on this. And, um, and maybe it's just, maybe it's like sentimentalism, you know, your, your dad was in sports, so you were in sports and whatever, mm-hmm. but could be. I have no sentimental attachment whatsoever to any sport. And, you know, I, I hear people talk about sports is, you know, they use, they use words like uh uh virtue and gendering and the means of a means of virtue as if sports are especially something that um more so than say um i don't know a, a, pick anything uh any hobby that you want you know making painting writing music whatever 
music. And I just don't see it that way. As a matter of fact, I would even say maybe a little bit less than something like music or painting. I'm, I'm not musical at all, and I, I'm a terrible artist, but <laughs> I can see those things being more valuable than any sport. And I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we should start at the beginning and, and let's, what, define yeah, let's what, talk through it. what are sports? Um, I mean, if you go back, let's not even talk about school sports for a second. Just sports in general is generally kids, boys in a competitive game. Yeah. Because it, got a it's a little contest. Bit, it's a little bit different than games like uh, Ghosts in the Graveyard or Zombie Tag or whatever your version of that was in your uh, yeah because it was boys and it was you know those games are competitive but sports is a little bit different but still at its heart sports is playing it's mm-hmm. it's just play that's all it is before you get into all the other high school stuff and whatever a boy so, bunch of boys in a in a sandlot throwing a baseball that's play that's what it is so let, let's let me uh, let me uh, put a thought out there though. If, if is the difference, you know, maybe uh, somebody who's into sports, which I'm not, um, might say, "Well, okay, it's play until you turn it into a discipline." Uh, in which you begin exercising and working yourself in order to be able to execute the play more perfectly so that you do better at it against other people who are doing the same thing. So, for example, when you play Ghost in the Graveyard, there's no such thing as practicing Ghost in the Graveyard. You just all get together and yeah. play the game. <laughs> we'll do a you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and and whereas if you're going to run a race, okay, in, in order to be even a little bit serious about racing, you got to go run on your own when you're not racing. Yeah. So if we bring that dimension into it, there's at least a little bit, and, and it's slight and it's very subtle, but at least there's a little bit of a delineator between pure play and what we might call sports, or at least there's a category of things that if we could assign the label sports to it, we, we might be able to use that to say, okay, we'll, we'll talk about these as sports so that everybody knows we're not talking about ghost in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, uh, Foursquare or whatever. Um, I would, I would point out that. Ghost in the Graveyard is usually played by a huge diverse group. And it's kind of accepted that there are going to be kids who are running a whole lot faster. And I guess being really, really good at it really isn't any fun. 
Um, oh, right. But I don't, you know, the whole idea of, okay, so running fast. Um, Fulton Sheen talked about play in itself and I, I'm not sure, but I, I think he was quoting Aquinas, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And here I'm going to quote him and I'm, I'm probably going to get that wrong, but his point is that play is work without purpose. Mm-hmm. And so you've got boys running around outside playing whatever it is they're playing. And mom comes out and says, uh, run to the store and get me blah, blah, blah. And suddenly he doesn't want to do it, you know, but it's the same right. action. He said, nothing's you were changed. Before. Yeah. You can run now. Go ahead. And, yeah. Run, run and get me my, you know, thing for supper. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do that. Um, but I, I think it's, it becomes a sport when, when people of, close to the same ability end up playing each other it becomes more like a sport anyway oh okay you know there's because, a, an equity to the competitive aspect right. of it yeah and um i i mean even from early on i, I guess these things have always been there with us um and you can look back through history at at well, we know there the were, Greek Olympics. And we yeah. know St. Paul, in his letters, referred to running races. It was a thing in his time. Mm-hmm. I would point out, though, that, you know, the Greek Olympics, that, that was kind of, they were at the, the, the peak of their civilization, right? So they had time for leisure. Right. And then, and then the Romans, at the peak of their civilization, we had gladiators the gladiator games. stuff like yep. that. So those uh, were the sports of the Romans. Uh, the even the noble knights. It, it was it was the knights. Oh yeah, who jousting were into sports. contests yeah. and stuff like that. Right. It was the noblemen, the the yes. people who didn't have to go out and work for a living. Right. It, it sports is a leisure activity, and you're right. There's no point to it or purpose behind it. Other than the purpose of winning the game, but there's no purpose behind the game itself. Okay, you play baseball, you get runs, you won the game, and therefore, what? You won the That's game. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody say you won the game. Um, and I guess there, there should also be mentioned the fact that there, there's a, there's kind of a class to it, you know? The, you mean like, I don't, like you see in high school, start, even starting out in grade school where the, the, like the sport playing class of kids, that no, kind of class? No, I mean, I mean like a, a, uh, there's a class of people who would engage in it and a class of people who would probably not be allowed to be engaged in it. Oh, okay. If I yeah. understand tennis, for example, um, it was a rich man's game and like the scoring, was made to, to be difficult precisely to keep poor people from playing it. Oh, no kidding. That's what someone told me. Uh, Did not know I that. could be wrong about that. But, um, 
you know, we could talk about what they did 2,000 years ago before civilization, but um, we Oops. can get a better look at what uncivilized places did by looking at the Native Americans in America. Yeah. So did they and have they sports? Had, yeah, they did. Okay. Um, the, uh, you, you can look through the diaries of the, like the Jesuits who came and tried to, um, evangelize. And from the time, and it, and it was a boy thing, from the time mm-hmm. they were very young, all contests between the boys were, were, they kind of revolved around, you know, shooting an arrow, throwing a ball or a rock. Mm-hmm. Really uh, practicing learning to kill. Yeah. Okay. So there, there was an actual purpose to being good in sports before civilization. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm going to sidetrack us for just a brief minute because I have to ask this question. You just referred to shooting an arrow. Yeah. Did the American Indians develop bow and arrow technology on their own? Separate from being introduced to it by Europeans? Yeah, as far as I know. I, oh, okay. I don't know how they made strings and stuff, but. Well, it would have um, been like, like, like a fiber of, say, uh, muscle or something, right? From an animal? I guess so. I mean, the early, the early French, uh, Jesuits up north, people mm-hmm. who, uh, like, um, Isaac Jogue and that era of people, um, talked about the way boys by the time they're 11 or 12 can hit moving targets wow with an arrow they okay their entire day was set up around getting good at doing this stuff mm-hmm. of course it also meant eating cuz you had to eat you that's hunt, how you get and food that's right okay. you're not going to get you're not going to eat unless you're good at it so um yeah, there were sport, and then, you know, when there were celebrations, the men would come together and, hey, we'll have a shooting contest or a throwing contest or whatever contest, mm-hmm. because that's what men do when you get them together. They have yeah, a contest. Yeah, some kind of contest. Um, nowadays, we get together and we watch other people having a contest. <laughs> I always yeah. thought that was silly, but... <laughs> I um, do have to... Well, okay, here's the weird thing. I have to admit this. I don't like watching sports although Mm -hmm. i like like i like going to a baseball game but only because it's nostalgic i grew up going to baseball games once in a while right right but i never like watching sports on tv yeah um but here's the weird thing about that i enjoy movies that feature sports of, of okay. whatever. Like there was the one movie about the, the college basketball coach that was like the first one to, to run with the all black like lineup or something okay. like that. There was Hoosiers. There was, like, uh, even when it's Cinderella man and stupid, like, uh, like major league. What's the one you just said? Cinderella man. I never, I don't even with, know that uh, one. Uh, I can't remember his name. What's it's about? a boxing movie. Um, oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. I liked Rocky though. I really? liked the karate kid. Yeah, I like Rocky. Okay, one. well then you would like Cinderella Man. It was okay. a good movie. All right. Um and it was a clean movie too. Yeah. So, so I like this. Ru- I mean, Russell Crowe. The Gridiron Gang. Um 
Okay, Russell Crowe. I think Russell I have Crow, heard that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, here's movie. the. So I enjoy movies that feature sports, even where sports is the main feature. But I have never enjoyed, as a general rule, watching a sport yeah. competition on television. If my team is in the Super Bowl, I'll watch it. Right. Or you know, the World Series. I'll watch the games if I can. That you know, it depends on your schedule. If it's if it's uh, so, baseball. that brings us to what sports really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they start out at kids playing and and just competing and making themselves better in order that they can win those games, which in a primitive culture would have a use. You know. You, mm-hmm. you should be good at throwing a ball um, and running fast. But in a civilized culture, it really doesn't have any use at all other than winning those sports. And then sports become only one thing. And I, yeah. as hard as I try to think about it, it is only entertainment. That's true. That's I mean, like, all like it is. in a primitive culture, it's like, okay, you have to become good – at it's like you know all of our kids our kids are growing up and we make them do different things in order to be able to learn what they may need to do as an adult we'll make them come out and work on the car with us for example because you got to learn this stuff um so that's one of the things you have to be able to hunt and kill an animal and so we're going to make you learn to do it but in order to uh sort of draw you into it so it's not so tedious yeah. and so that you really do give it your best and it's not just a chore that you're, you know, completing because I'm forcing you to as your dad. I'm going to make it into a sport and I'm going to give you praise when you do it better than the other kids in the tribe and stuff like that. Wouldn't it so, be weird if if they could have made schoolwork just as fun as baseball? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine right. how smart and advanced we'd all Everybody be? Everybody would be. <laughs> Well, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hour did that with his uh, spelling football. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, but then it does become a matter of entertainment. And mm-hmm. and that goes all the way back to grade school. Um, and I've, I played baseball for like a half a year and mm-hmm. I hated it. And I thought it was incredibly boring. Um, and that was like in first grade. I think I tried it again in sixth grade, but by the time you get to sixth grade. Oh, if you um, haven't been playing, forget it. Yeah. The other kids have been playing and, and there's kind of a group there and you go in and they're like, you're not one of us. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. I'll go home. (laughs) Um, but if, but even then. I mean, these kids are maybe they're having fun doing it. I guess they do have fun because they keep doing it. So the sports kids have fun playing their sports and it's, but it's still entertainment. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent, it's entertainment and, and it's something to be like real passionate about. And, and they, they sure get passionate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, there's like, there's a certain kind of person who gets into following sports. They really enjoy the team, the stand, you know, tracking the standings of the teams and yeah. the, um, 
and, and the stats of the players and, uh, the strategies of the coaches and, oh, wait, why is he putting that player in? This player would be better and all of that kind of stuff. They really get into that. Um, I don't understand that. I've never been able to get into it myself. And, and, and I have to wonder, well, why are you so interested in it? It has, it's not going to affect your life unless you're out there betting money on it. I mean, if you're, you know, yeah, it's kind of like caring about, you know, the product lines of various companies that you have nothing to do with. Well, okay, if I'm considering buying stock in that company or if I have stock in that company, maybe, but short of that, why do I care? It's kind of like that, except yeah. people get like that with sports. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird phenomenon. I And the funny thing is the mental uh, energy they put into it. Because I know guys who, they're just, they're just stupid people. I mean, mm-hmm. I tried, they don't, they don't remember very simple concepts or maybe they don't understand them from the start, but they can rattle off these, uh, these statistics and, and tell me who's more likely to win what game and why. And it's like, if you understand all this stuff, why how come you, you can't? <laughs> yeah, why why can't you understand how to fix this? Whatever, why yeah. <laughs> why can't why do you need me here? Um, if, if you understand that stuff, why'd you put a bullet in the vice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it, like <laughs> it's it's just it's odd. Yeah, and, I agree. Um, so here we're going to talk about this and people already know what we think about it. Um, and I, but I want to give this an objective view and a, I want to give it a fair shake. Yeah. You know, uh, is it, is it proper for Catholic men to be into sports? Uh, with with the understanding first of all that the sports uh not just the profession but the whole the whole industry is all about entertainment mhm um and then secondly with the understanding that participation in sports does help you physically be a fit person. It you know, does help you physically. Yeah, sure. exercise and you right. whatever whatever it is you do and it makes you more fit. So um I guess if you're going to But you know that's that can be achieved with just community sports. Pick up basketball at the park, stuff like that. Yeah. You don't need a professional sports industry for that uh yeah you're right i mean in fact i would say the professional sports industry probably encourages more people to i guess attain their sports by proxy rather than going out and doing it themselves right because look when when we were young um you know, just up the street at the, the KFC lot, you yeah. know, a bunch of, I, I would say around 30 guys would 
get together, it seemed like almost once a week, and play baseball or softball. So many summer nights playing. It, it, it was baseball, and then as the guys got a little bit older, turned into softball. Um, yeah. And, and so many days um, that I played um, tag football in the street. Yeah. I mean, we had yeah, a wide we, street. We, we were lucky. We had a great big wide street that we could do that. And cars yeah, and came by busy. infrequently enough that, you know, once in a while, I the car. And everybody get over to the sidewalk until the car was gone. Hold on a second. What? All right. So I'll be back in a little bit. All right. Huh? So she got the same thing Sam's got? No, I don't know. But where is Sam? I, I'll All right. Back. All right. Love you. Um, every, there's sick. I, I swear, I can't get the sickness out of my house. It's driving me. Maybe that's because I'm not into sports. <laughs> but I would, on the whole, say that I'm healthier than most men my age. Much, much healthier than most men my age. Because yeah. I get sick like once every few years. But this last flu... Yeah, that's weird. It took me almost at least three weeks to get over. It was bad, and and now suddenly Everybody the people else is who it? no they oh. had it before. Oh, okay. And now it's like something else is going through. It's like I don't know, I don't know. My whole house is like a big germ factory or something because <laughs> everybody's getting sick. Um. Anyway, um. What was I going to say about that? Yeah, okay. And then I remember as w- when we were kids, dad would, um, he would get in the van and whoever wanted to come could come and mm-hmm. drive up to the field house and play basketball with whoever Ooh. was there. He did the pickup basketball in the park. Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I think he sometimes did actually that. did a similar thing with tennis because they had the tennis courts up there too. Yeah, yeah. And those tennis courts, you generally you had to wait, you know, for an open court. And yeah. I drive by there now and they're, they're empty, the aren't table. they? The other well, I you do see he, that people here and there, but for mm-hmm. the most part they're empty. The basketball yeah. courts are empty. Uh there's nobody playing softball in the KFC lot anymore. No. It's it it's a the world has changed. And uh, by the way, guys, we're we're saying Knights of Columbus, not <coughs> not Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right, um, it's not the Kentucky Fried is, Chicken. This is parking one lot. of those. Uh, a, a lot of Knights of Columbus councils are attached to churches. This is one that actually has their own hall and their own um, uh, building, and, and yeah. a big parking lot in the back. Um, you know, and, and they would have host weddings and stuff at the hall, and then behind the parking lot was a great big flat grass area that they owned, but we would just go up and, and play softball and stuff on it. And as far as I know, there were never any complaints from them. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Know, the, I mean, I, we every, all, everyone in the neighborhood yeah. knew that, oh, let's go to the KFC lot. It was almost like a like a Cheviot City Park, you know, yeah. for, for around our block feel. area. Right. Um and people played sports and it, it was a, it was a, it was a hobby. I don't know what else you would call it, but see. We just played. But that's it was all play. it was. Yeah. It was, it was work without purpose. Um, but here's the thing. And 
maybe I'm showing my true colors here. I hate work. And uh-huh. I would only work if I had some kind of purpose to it. And mm-hmm. to me, any hobby you choose ought to, after the fact, have something to show for it. You know, and I, I've gotten into like a lot of different hobbies. I pick up a new hobby every few months. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, uh, it's just blacksmithing. Yeah, <laughs> I did the blacksmithing and the tie dye. Uh, actually, you need to pick the tie dye back up. Those were neat. Yeah, I, I still got all the stuff. I just haven't done it in a while because, um, you know, I had a box of shirts and a, um, when we moved in here, I didn't realize that you had to watch out for rats. Oh, and they chewed through them? Yeah, they made a nest inside my, or it made a nest yeah. inside my box of shirts and ruined all the shirts. And I was like, dang on it. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, now I'm, you were that way as a kid typewriters. too. I mean, you, you yeah, you didn't like the sports, but you you uh, got into film developing. Yeah, it was whatever. I don't know. I, I like to do something, but I just I want to have something that I could say here. See what I did, mm-hmm. and um, sports. Now, my did any of your kids get into sports? No, and that's the thing. I I feel like in school or at least you know through those school ages it's at least good for boys to be into sports and that's one of the things i feel guilty about that that i didn't push them into it i i yeah. tried you know i tried a couple of them to, to to do baseball um and for a while some of them did soccer um but honestly it, it's like for me, it just seemed more bothered than it was worth to get them to all the practices and stuff. That's one of the things. Right. When we were kids, we said, oh, I want to play baseball. Okay, well, go it's time for baseball. baseball practice after school. I got on my bike. I rode to the park. I did the baseball yeah. practice. I rode back home. And sometimes it was Harvest Home Park. Sometimes it was the Cheviot Fieldhouse, wherever it was. And the only right. thing that I ever needed rides to was if it was a game at, at say, like one of the local schools that was a little bit further away than um, than I knew how to get to on my bike or something like that. Right. So it was yeah. kind of easy for my parents for me to play baseball. But it's not like that anymore. It's, no, it's, it's because not. they It's because of the way they do neighborhoods now. It's like, okay, we're going to do the neighborhood. We're going to take this section of land, and it's all going to be just houses and nothing else. And then we're going to take this other section of land way over here, and that's where we're going to put the sports fields or the schools or whatever. And so kids can't just walk from their house to where the sports fields are anymore like they used to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's it's not just that um, you got to get the kids to these various They expect the parents to take part in things and to do things and to raise mm. money and to yeah. do all kinds but, of weird hey, you things. That, it. It's your week to bring snacks or mm. you know, whatever it is. I, I had to, you know, do that kind of stuff with my kids sometimes. I, I will admit I did have out of all six of my kids, I did have one who was exceptionally talented. Mm-hmm. And here's, Here's another part of this whole thing that makes me think this is not good for a normal Catholic man. Um, 
I would take him and I, anyone who saw him realized how talented he was. Yeah. And, um, but there was, even in the third grade, there was this weird, it, it was like politics as far as your kid getting field time. Um, oh, there were these weird games you had to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the, the coach's son and the coach's son's best friends, those were the ones who were going to get field time yeah. and they were the ones who were going to get the better positions. And so there's that. And, you know, I, I tried to kind of get into that game, but I, it made me so sick that I quickly got out of it. And I was like, I, I, you know, I'll take you to football if you want, but, um, you know, you gotta run your it. own politics to get, yeah, time yeah I mean, <laughs> that means, and, uh, he was, he was really talented, but he was also like me, kind of lazy. And yeah. so it, it petered out, but, mm-hmm. um, I just, I got a foul taste in my mouth after that. And I saw a couple things that made me even more strongly, um, just kind of, I, I don't want to de- say despise sports, but despise the way they are, um, the way we do them. And, you know, I hear that if you're a good Catholic person, you can make this a means of virtue and that this could be something or should be something that would bring you closer to God. And then I look at the people who are good in sports and who, uh, who, who, who do well in, in whether it's a, like a high school career or into college or into professional sports. And I see those people and I see the way they behaved even in grade school. And I think this is not something that a good Catholic would be attracted to at all. Yeah. It does make you wonder because, because anybody can point out um, a, a few people in whatever, let's just say professional, you know, whatever professional mm-hmm. sport, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, I'm getting some coffee. Uh, you could point out, oh, see, this guy, he's a good Christian. He always makes a sign of the cross before a game. He really believes in Jesus. This guy, he's a good Catholic. He goes to Mass, uh, and he makes sure that he gets to Mass no matter what he has to do, even while he's on the road with his games, whatever it is. You can point out those, but they're the exception. And it makes you wonder, is is the sports contributing to their, you know, whatever virtue they have? Or are they just hanging on to that in spite of what may be intrinsically within sports a sort of siren call away from virtue? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we – look, we grew up in America and there are all kinds of stereotypes for the jocks. And I I know they're not always true. But 
stereotypes get started for a reason. They're, yeah, they're there's an element of, of existing to it. patterns. They they don't yeah. they don't start because somebody was mean spirited and, and and a bunch of people all at once decided to start thinking of a certain kind of people a certain way. Yeah. Now maybe maybe not all jocks are slow in the head. Obviously, there's some who are very smart, mm-hmm. but um, I it could be that because they're good in sports, uh, they don't have to try hard at other things. So they get, they allow themselves to become stupid. Um, or it could or, be that sports in, in, in the late grade school, high school and college, um, ages attract those who are already a little bit, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to say stupid, but you know, Just have a little real. bit. You know, let's, let's say not as mentally agile. Yeah. Because this is a way that they can compete and be recognized and, uh, feel good about themselves. And so that's, and so it attracts people who are perhaps less, you know, mentally acute. Yeah. Um, could also be getting hit so many times in the head. Makes you dumb. Yeah. That's that's true. That's possible. Um, but I, aside from the, aside from that, I see most, most jocks are kind of, uh, vain and they love the attention they get and they slowly come to think of themselves as kind of godlike mm-hmm. because they're good at what they do. And you don't yeah. see that as much in other areas of life. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good tech. I'm a good technician. I, I, I know how to fix things, but I don't really, there's not much to go to my head here. So what? So you know how to fix things. You don't make them. So you know what I mean? It's, yeah. there's nothing that could make me really point to myself and say, Hey, I'm the best mm-hmm. and everybody listen to me. And you know, but that it, is there for them. It is there for sport. It, you, you don't see it probably for most kinds of um, artists. I, I'm talking about painters and sculptors. You yeah, don't yeah. see it. I don't think for musicians generally. Um, maybe you see it for certain kinds of doctors. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know any doctors, but um, you you see it in cops. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a different thing for cops. I, I don't think yeah, cops are thinking like, I'm the best. I think cops are like, I'm part of the system. Power. You've got to respect me. I have a badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my point about that is, is that it, on the whole, the life of a professional sportsman just doesn't attract Real Catholics. Right. Or, uh, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a better way to say that. And on top of that, okay, it, it's been pointed out that there aren't enough real Catholics in these, uh, in these areas. You know, there aren't enough good Catholics playing these sports. I would say that the real problem 
is that normal Catholic men seem to look up to these professional sportsmen for some reason. Mm -hmm. And that's what I can't figure out. Like, why, why would I want to idolize uh, whoever's good in football. I can't even tell you the name of a guy. I, I think of Boomer Sison and Icky Woods because those are the last football players I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've even watched the sport. And, um, I admit I got kind of, I kind of gloated when, uh, China pretty much took over the entire sports, um, culture. I mean, they, they own, it seems like everything in it, and it, it's looking like they own all of basketball yeah, and a good part of baseball. Uh -huh. And we've got all these football players kneeling when we, uh, play the anthem, and it just kind of, I guess I got a little, I don't know, self-righteous there. It's like, see, I told you guys, it was a dumb thing to put your, put all your stock in these people, and you, you don't know these guys and you, and you look up to them as if they're heroes, but they're not. Most of the time they're not. And I think, I guess that's what I want to point out. We should not be looking at sports professionals as anything to base our lives on. They, not only that, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, I mean, I, Here's what's weird. I mean, there have been certain, like, contests that I've enjoyed watching. Um, you know, a boxing match um, that I might enjoy watching. Um, a particular baseball game I might enjoy watching. But um, in terms of entertainment value. I mean, if you, if you think of it from the point of view of a, a consumer of sports, mm -hmm. um, when the guys are being paid, it's like, okay, he, he's, he has one job in life and that is to be good at kicking a football or, uh, pitching a baseball, um, or playing a certain position, you know, playing a goalie in soccer or hockey mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, I'm trying to sort of, there's, it seems to me in a way that I can't quite articulate that there's a difference, a, a qualitative difference between receiving entertainment, consuming as entertainment the performance of, say, a hockey game versus okay. going to a musical concert. Whether a rock concert or a classical concert, doesn't matter, or watching a good movie or going mm -hmm. to a play or visiting an art museum. I mean, they all in some level reach to a point of entertainment, but all of those other things involve producing a, a deliberate form that has a point to it. The playwright meant something when he wrote the play. Even if all he right. meant was to manipulate your emotions in a certain way, he meant to do that with his play. Uh, the artist means to make your eye get drawn to certain things within his art and to perhaps make you feel certain things or 
you know, make you think certain things. Um, the music means to sort of take you on a ride, so to speak, in some way, whether it's good music or bad music. There's meaning mm-hmm. behind it. Whereas a contest, a sports contest, is it, there's nothing there for it. It's at, at the end of the day, it's just my team won or my team lost or that team won or that team lost with no meaning behind it other than to see who would win or lose. And it seems yeah. to me that, that even just as a consumer, there's a qualitative difference there. It's, it's not just, it's, it's not just a, a, uh, another example of the same kind of thing. It's not just another form of entertainment. Right. It's, it, to me, it's qualitatively lower entertainment. Yeah. And that goes back to, uh, using sports as a means of virtue. Um, especially if you're the sportsman and you're the one with the talent. Um, if I were a musician, I would, I would write music that maybe not is necessarily about God, but gives glory to God. Yeah. Your, your, in your some way. work excels in some manner that, or and, even if you don't write music, if you just play music really, really well. Right. And then you could even devote part of that to, say, a mass or something like that. Or, you know, if you were someone as great as, like, Mozart, you could actually write a mass. Mm -hmm. And this is a devotion to God. And if you're a painter, I see, I don't understand art, really, at all. (laughs) But I do know that painters make paintings that people enjoy looking at. And... So you could paint something that makes some sort of statement. And there are painters who made terrible, terrible statements. Um, But there are other painters who make really good statements. And sometimes the statement is just interior. Sometimes a painter is Mm -hmm. just, you know, like he might paint something that on some level looks like disjointed and ugly. but, But he's going through something in his life and he's just expressing it somehow on a canvas what he's experiencing emotionally and that's the best way that he can do it. And so right. viewing his painting is you know, the 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 statement, so to speak, is is nothing more than hey, I can feel empathy with this painter now because I see what he feels or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the same thing for for uh you know writing or reading mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah. Um yeah. But the sportsman is kind of left with only with his performance. And I, you know, I can somewhat, I can, I can almost appreciate it. I mean, I, when, when Thomas was playing football, he had a couple of plays that were just really impressive. And of course, being his parent, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's my kid. My kid did that. But after the performance, um, there's nothing left. Yeah. It was what it was. And now, um, he's got to go home and, you know, do chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and uh, that's what's interesting. I mean, it, it, there is a, a beauty 
to the execution of sports. I mean, watching Michael Jordan slam dunk a basketball was yeah. fun. There and and there was beauty in the control of movement that that was behind that, especially, you know, when he's being challenged by other guys from the sides and stuff and he's got these really precise movements as he drives up towards the net and everything. Um but it, it, for it, it's that you know that beauty that perfection um and that quality of execution itself is just for the purpose of the game which itself ultimately has no purpose other yeah. than to entertain to see hey who's going to win and who's going to lose so it it's it's almost like wasted beauty or something like that it, it, when yeah. you see an individual really perform well um, in, in the execution of a sport. And the, the whole matter gets even more complicated when you get to the fact that, um, number one, you get politics get involved. I don't mean political. I mean, yeah, it, the, it becomes yeah. like a weird, the sports version of all behind politics. the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's there. And I, I saw it as early as third grade. I imagine it gets worse and worse throughout any sportsman's life. You know, right. it becomes it becomes part of his or her life. Um, and then I forgot about the point I was going to make. Give me a second here. Oh, I know. Okay. So, and then, but aside from the politics that get involved. There's the money. And oh, right. It because okay, we know what it's for. It's for entertainment. And you've got a million people watching this, and the people who are in control of everything are the ones who are gonna make the money and the ones say uh giving the money in order to make it happen. So they they seek to maximize the entertainment value of it. Right. Meanwhile, and probably, possibly stifling the talent that is entertaining. You know? And, I okay, I'll give you an example of this. Um, UFC, the the... Ultimate Fighting Championship. Okay. I used to watch that when it first came out, like the first, say, five years of it. Maybe it was a little bit more than that. Um, it was just various guys of various builds and various disciplines getting together in the octagon, and it was a no-holds-barred Fight, kind of like you know, like mixed martial arts, kind of. Yeah, it, you didn't need mm -hmm. a discipline. Yeah, you just had to be good at fighting, mm -hmm. okay. and you saw, you know, it was neat to watch. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, this is back when, if anyone followed this, they would recognize the names like Hoist Gracie and mm -hmm. uh, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Is that his name? I can't remember that. Anyway, um, there were certain patterns. Almost every fight 
would start out punching and kicking and within a few minutes it would end up on the floor. Okay. Wrestling. Scrapping, wrestling, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And almost every fight was like this. Definitely every champion fight was like this. Like the final fight where the two guys are 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 going to decide who's the ultimate fighter. It it always started out with punching and then went to wrestling. Okay. And some of the fights, I admit, got kind of boring. You know, <laughs> watching two guys wrestle for 20 minutes. Yeah, that could be boring. That It got a little bit boring, but it still got you pumped up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I didn't watch it for a long time because I got into marriage and kids and all that stuff. And then, life. <laughs> uh, yeah, they wanted life. to have a... Yeah, but they wanted to, you know, the boys wanted to put up a TV in in Jason's garage and uh, they wanted to see the UFC Mm because it was on that night and we were also doing other things. Anyway, um, so I'm watching this and I'm like, no way, this is nothing like what I used to watch. These guys are trained to punch nonstop uh, because it's more entertaining. Oh, so it was more scripted. These guys, yeah, not like I don't know about who's going to win, but, but but hey, guys, try to focus on this kind of fighting. Yeah, and and because people want to see blood, and it just occurred to me that these guys fighting, I guarantee you, they could not beat people like Hoist Gracie. Oh, okay, because Mm -hmm. because they're they have to stick with what's entertaining. Yeah. And so the real talent isn't necessarily getting in. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, maybe if they, maybe they could get good at the kind of fighting that they used to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe they would be just as good. All I'm saying is this is not the same fight. And it's because of the money makers. Mm-hmm. It's because of the managers. I imagine the same thing happens in every sport. Yeah, that's quite possible. I, you know, that's, it's like, um, I mean, I don't know. I remember like we, in, in, uh, some, because I didn't follow the sports. I don't know the sports well enough to understand this stuff. But for example, in basketball, there's a couple different styles mm-hmm. of, of defense. And there's one style that is strategically better, but it leads to lower scoring games. And some league, I forget if it was like, like, you know, the, the, uh, professional basketball or if it was like some, you know, some college league or something like that basically outlawed that style of defense because they wanted to sell more tickets. So they needed higher scoring games. Mm-hmm. So for that, that's an example. It's like, okay, you're going to take the sport and probably it was professional basketball. I don't know, but you're going to take the sport and then you're, you're going to set the rules up. And then say, oh, wait a minute. The people found out how to follow the rules in ways that, that are strategically better for them as a team. They keep the other team from scoring as well. And, and of course that applies in both directions. Yeah. And it's a more strategic game, but we don't sell as what many tickets. It's not as exciting. There's not as many, yeah. you know, stand up, uh, moments for the crowd. So we're going to alter the rules again and say, you can't do that. Yeah. That's, you know, I remember seeing a documentary about a guy who, um, 
he was one of the 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 guys with the striped shirts, the refs, uh-huh. um, in basketball, and okay, they, I, this is the way I remember the documentary, and I don't know enough about basketball to say all the right things, but. He was saying he got his orders, the, the five or six refs who were going to ref that game, they got their orders, this is the team you're going to point against, and this is the team you're going to help. Wow. And they pretty much knew at the beginning of every game who was going to win. To the point where, and it's not like, it's not like he was deciding. Mm-hmm. It was decided for him, and it was told to him. Right. And since he had this knowledge, he started selling this knowledge to like mob bosses. Oh, right, right. Hey, here's and how it the became a big yeah. gambling thing. They made it sound like his crime was fixing the games. His Which that wasn't it the, at all. Yeah. No, he was convicted for for. Selling the information. It, it was basically inside. I mean, it's, it's kind of like insider stock trading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But the fact that that exists, I would think to any normal thinking person would make them think, well, this, this is stupid. Why am this I even is dumb? Why? Yeah. <laughs> this is, this you know is what? almost as bad as reality TV. Of course, that's, people watch that too. That's, that's exactly like, uh, you know, that, that reminds me of, of one of the things that even, even for an event that I would tend to watch live, maybe a baseball game, certain boxing match. Um, sometimes I like to watch the, uh, Indianapolis 500, which isn't quite the same thing because it's not like the guys are out there running. <laughs> yeah. But, but the one thing that I never could understand and would never want to to do is watch even if i don't know what actually happened what the outcome of or is or anything is watch a contest event that the contest itself had already taken place yeah like like if it's not live yeah I, yeah i, I know people who will yeah tape a game and then watch and say, it don't tell it. me who won it's like, <laughs> it's like you're what? stupid what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that, yeah, I always got confused on that one too. <laughs> and man, I mean, I know guys who would give up sports for Lent. Mm. And, and they would talk about how hard it is for them not to check the scores on their phones. It's like, really? Wow. I mean, oh. well, like I and, said, it's a certain and, kind of person. And I, I, okay, I, I get it that virtue. <laughs> there are, and it, and it, I don't want to seem high and mighty, you know, because the, the, the big thing is I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, either you get it or you don't. Yeah. It's like, like sappy YouTube videos that make people want to cry. Either you get that or you don't. Or I think it's stupid. Videos um, where you get to watch other people play video games. Yeah. I don't get yeah, it. Man, my kids do that. <laughs> no, my kids do my too. Kids I don't are, get I'll, it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching them and I'll, I'm thinking they're playing and I'm like, go over there, see what that is. He's like, what? I should go over there, see what that, he, Dad, it's I can't. Just a video. <laughs> it's a, I'm, I'm watching him. Someone else is playing. I'm like, oh, 
See, when we were kids, okay. I, I'm sure you were this way too. It's like, okay, you go to a friend's house. He's got the video game system. It's okay. We're going to take playing turns playing video games, but it's like when it's not your term, that, that is the most boring time ever. Yeah. It's painful. <laughs> It's like, come on, die, 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 die. No. Exactly. <laughs> and then you had guys like like Kevin Delaney who could play for two hours and not die. And, oh, and then you get okay. on and you, your Five turn minutes. lasts about 20 yeah. seconds. And <laughs> take on it. <laughs> but apparently kids nowadays wouldn't mind. Yeah, they I just, just keep watching. Like, okay, yeah, I'll watch you play. <laughs> And they're not even waiting for their turn. They no, don't have they to just, sit there and watch it. They 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 want to watch it. Exactly. Hmm. So either you get it or you don't. Right. And either you get sports or, or you, you don't. don't. And it's I don't think it's because I wasn't good in sports. I don't I think a I lot of the people who fast. who get sports and who follow it and who have that impulse to check the game scores all the time. I think a lot of those people aren't good at sports. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily the sport. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, there was a movie had nothing to do with golf. Um, I forget, uh, Caddyshack. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> a golf movie. It wasn't even, the thing is the guy was, was, um, it was the guy that that broke the story on the cigarette companies having nicotine, and, oh, and okay. he worked for the news channel. Yeah. Anyway, when he was kind of being leaned on, and the the one guy who was leaning on him said something like, "You like to play golf?" He's like, "I like playing it more than I like talking about it." So it's yeah. like that. See, the guys yeah. who play sports, I, I I imagine like okay. There's somebody who, yeah, I want to play it, but I don't want to watch it or talk about it. I'm that way when it comes to golf. I like to play yeah. golf. I hate listening to people talk about it, and I hate even worse watching it. I cannot imagine actually watching an entire game or round, whatever you do yeah, with golf, the, yeah. an entire event of golf. That I like seems bowling. So, I love bowling. Hate you know what? It. I like bowling too. Uh, but my back will not allow me to bowl mm, more than two mm -hmm. games. If I bowl more than two games in a month, I will spend at least a week not able to work. Oh, wow. So it's, it's like, it's, it's so weird because I don't feel it while I'm bowling. Uh -huh. But the next day I can't get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of activities it's, are like that. It sucks. But I really love bowling and I'm really bad at it, but I love doing it. But you wouldn't watch but it in any case. I would never watch it. <laughs> Except for that, that episode in Malcolm in the oh. Middle when, uh, Hal gets the 300. <laughs> that had to be one of the, that was that one where they did the, like the side by side, like what if Hal took him there and uh -huh. what if Lois, Lois took, took him there? And <laughs> it was funny. That was a funny one. Okay, so I guess what what we're trying to say is that men, Catholic men, I think, have an unhealthy, unspiritually healthy attachment to sports. Right. And I don't think it's something that should be encouraged. I don't, I'm not saying we ought to discourage it, but I don't think it needs any encouragement. Yeah. I it's... But you know, here's it's the thing. It's already that 
there is a proper relationship to sports for Catholic men. And I think it's this. I think it's, first of all, it's social. It's a social Mm -hmm. activity. It's play. You get together, you play. You go to the park, you pick up a basketball, and you play against other guys in the park. Second, or tennis or whatever. Second of all, it's activity. What you're doing when you go do that activity is keeping your body in shape so that you can better fulfill your duties as a husband or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe someday, you know, for kids, in the case of kids, you know, maybe someday the, the military or something like or that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and even to that degree, perhaps there's a little bit of, uh, of value in the competitive aspect. So, yeah. You know, when you're in business, okay, if you're running a business, you want to get the sale before the next guy does. So you got to think competitively about, you know, within yeah. your, uh, your industry and that kind of stuff. But to become a professional sportsman, that's a whole different kind of thing. That's, that's, right. that's making the purposeless into your purpose. Right. Um, and, and that's fine if you maybe, first of all, understand what you're doing. You are providing entertainment. Um, but, but probably when the, the sport itself, <laughs> yeah. Now there, there is one thing you touched on. Hey, baby. Bella, 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 Bella. Bella. That's what I say when Bella shows up. Oh, okay. I don't think she's ever heard that song. Money, 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 money. money, money. money. <laughs> I don't think she knows why I do that, but, um. She thinks you're just a dork. <laughs> yeah. Um, you touched on, on a social thing mm-hmm. and, and it still is, you know, for say, hey, we're going over Frank's house and we're going to watch the game. Yeah, and that is a social it can be thing. social too. Right, right. I was thinking of playing it when I said that, but you're right. It can be mm-hmm. social for watching it too. Or going to a ball game. You know, those times when we got to go to ball games, the big thing about those times was get over, it was go always. With uncles. <laughs> yeah. But it was always without the other kids. That's true. That's true. For us, it was like our we were having alone time with Grandma or mm-hmm. one of our aunts or uncles, yeah, um, which was a big deal to us. Maybe if our dad had taken us, that would have been a big deal too. But the point is that we were separated from the other kids, so there's a nostalgia there because it's like, but even that, I mean, you know, going to a ball game with your friends, it, it is fun, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I haven't done it often, uh, but I have done it and it is a fun thing to do. Right. Um, but I don't, the fact that coming onto the scene, I already know most of the statistics of all the other players and what kind of strategy they ought to do. I would say that if you're at that point, I think it's unhealthy. Am yeah. I losing you? No, no, you're 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 not. Yeah, I see what you I'm mean. I'm hearing my headphones are doing something weird or Oh, you can't I hear me. If these were. Okay. Well, I can hear well, you. Well, it's 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 coming in I getting these weird little sizzle sounds as if I'm breaking connection, but I'm oh. right here. 
Okay. I don't know. Maybe my headphones are losing battery or something. But I don't know. Maybe. I'll, I'll go as long as I can like this. But, you know, it's um, fun. Oh, are you just, like, holding the phone? No. Oh, I've got okay. my headphones back on. All right. But... These, these kind of cut in and these out. These times when our headphones mess up, they make, they make us sound like, like, you know, like dweebs who, who don't know anything about technology while we're trying to do a show. Are you Hold still on. messing now with I'm stuff? The phone. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm still having the problem. I'd say it's you. You'd say it's me. My phone's working perfectly. So there's this, you know, it just seems like an unhealthy attachment to the whole world of sports. And it really has no purpose whatsoever other than entertainment and some kind of social gathering. Uh, when you're playing the sports, it does help your body. I would question how much, I mean, I understand a man has to sometimes be able to defend his family against you know, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking more just the um, keeping the circulation of your body going and that kind of stuff, so that your your mental acuity is what it needs to be and everything like that, and right. keeping your heart healthy and not turning into a a engorged fat slob and things like that. Right. Um, and that's what I'm thinking of. Not not that you're going to have to use the particular skills that you have in sports or anything like that. Um, but you know, the, the other thing is that it's, it's kind of like, okay, we are, um, as human beings, we're a, a union of body and soul. And so keeping our body in the shape that God intended our bodies to be is less important, but nonetheless, something that at its own level glorifies God. And so the same way that, for example, we might make sure that we spend a certain amount of time in prayer every day. So maybe every morning mm -hmm. you, you, and every evening or something like that, you might say the morning office or you might, or the morning and evening office, or you might decide, you know, you're going to say a rosary every day. Whatever it is, you spend a certain amount of time in prayer aside from the obligatory, like going to mass and stuff. Well, that's yeah. kind of spiritual exercise. They even call them that. They, they have spiritual exercises that you can do, like the, the retreat exercises of, of St. Ignatius and so forth. Um, and so in some, at some level, it's like, okay, well, you should maybe for a similar purpose engage in physical exercises too. Now there's lots of people who their lifestyle gives them enough physical exercise, but there's other people like me who's, you know, my, my job is programming. That's not very physical active. So I need to go and exercise if I'm not going to become, you know, kind of physically decrepit. I need to get right. out and perform some kind of activity on a regular basis. And so it might be going for walks, going for runs. Um, maybe I lift weights or whatever. I, I actually haven't done any of those things in a while. But point is that makes sense on that level. And if you're someone who enjoys and has a certain skill for whatever, tennis, basketball, or something, that exercise might be that you go and do that. You know, especially yeah. during the summer nights or something like that when, when the weather's nice outside or whatever. So it was kind of that aspect of it that I really meant. Um, 
Not not so much that you've got to be in shape because you never know when a burglar is going to have to break in your house and you're going to have to scrap with them on the right. you know, anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah, you got to be. Yes, I mean, the more you lounge and stuff, the 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 worse shape you're in, and the harder time you have living. And you know your physical body and the shape of it does affect your ability to think mm-hmm. um, in, in more ways than most people would even realize. But um, at the same time, most Americans are not in danger. Well, no, I don't, maybe not. I don't know. You know, I mean, they keep telling us we have this obesity problem, but Everywhere I look, people are worshiping their bodies and worshiping their health. Yeah. So how are those two things true? Is it just that there's two? I think it's two sides like of the same just coin. A polar. Yeah. It's it's okay. The the obesity problem or the body worship problem. You're still worshiping your body. It's just are you going to worship your body through immediate pleasures like like food and you keep cramming it in your mouth and. And you, you, you know, let the TV wash over you and, and never get up and, and do anything. Or is it going to be that you, you know, worship your body by working out all the time and, and, um, making sure that, you know, monitoring your, your fat levels and your BMIs and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. either way, it's unhealthy. And that is, that seems to most people are in danger of falling into that as opposed to um not using sports to come closer to God. Oh, right. You know, yeah. I I don't think if we're going to push Catholic men to do something masculine that will bring them closer to God, I don't think it's sports. Right. That's not there there's got to be something else. Because that's the that's the secular answer to everything, and that's not what we ought to be about. Mm-hmm. It seems. Um, now, again, as we've already said, I, we just had, we grew up without any interest in sports. So, okay, yeah, there's a little bit of bias here. When when you don't get something. Then you see other people getting it and, and maybe going too far with it. It's easy to say, well, okay, you ought not to do that, but, um, <laughs> or you're weird for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think more Catholics should be more into sports. I think the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And we should pay less attention to sports and young Catholic boys should not see the hero worship of sports figures in their fathers they should not see their fathers hanging up posters of sports figures that's that's especially weird that's juvenile me. yeah that that to me is like like uh, you know that's like getting things backwards yeah it's like i mean i don't know i and i not just posters but things like oh so-and-so signed this baseball yeah or things like that and mm -hmm. collecting all this 
Uh, I have so and so's jersey on the wall. Whatever, like, yeah. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's it's. I think it's kind of gay, yeah. but it's. <laughs> I don't think it's good for men, and I don't think it's good for boys seeing men behave that way. Right, it's not the way men ought to behave. Um, I guess I don't have much more to say about that. No, I think I guess uh... by now. Uh, People either hate us and they've already turned us off or (laughs) they love us and they're going to subscribe to our channel. That's right. That's right. um, I don't mean to put anyone down. Sports is not bad. I've always thought this. It's just, you know, it's it's place. It has a proper place and it it is way blown out of its proper um, place right now in American probably western and possibly world culture yeah that's what we ought to be fighting not fighting to get more catholics to play more sports that's that's not the direction that needs to be shot you know it's kind of like um it reminds me a little bit of like um you got boys who do uh, they they have certain behaviors mm-hmm. that are really just a part of being a boy? Yeah. and you don't necessarily it's part of being a boy, but not part of being a man. Mm-hmm. Right. For example, you know, burping out the alphabet, something like yeah. that. Um, you tell them not to do it knowing they're going to do it anyway, and you turn a blind eye to it when they do do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, and there's, it's nothing there's to get... that you say, don't do that, and because when they do it in front of you, you have to say, don't do that, but you know they're going to do it when they're out with their friends goofing around, and you don't care that they do it when they're out with their friends goofing around. Right. It's just, you you need to learn how to act like an adult, and I'm showing you how to be an adult and I'm really not all that interested if you go act like a kid when, in, yeah, in right. any other setting. And I think sports are that way. I don't think men should be really encouraging their kids in sports because most boys are competitive in some one way or another. But I'm competitive as much as any other guy. I just never liked sports because mm-hmm. I thought it's a dumb competition. If we could say who makes the best xyz i'm all in chili but when there's no when there's nothing to be had at the end of it then it i just lose interest in it yeah. so i guess my point is yeah we we should at least allow boys to compete and they'll do that naturally most of the time in some sort of sport mm-hmm. or game and it should be not because of how much it's taken over our culture, I don't think it should be encouraged. I think it should be allowed, yeah. just not encouraged. Right. I think that would be the proper Catholic household mm-hmm. attitude towards so sports. Right. And I definitely think girls are are way too much into sports. I, I, I I'm sad for most girls. Mm-hmm. The the level of competition that they seem to feel. It's like, why? this is not 
feminine. It doesn't help you become a woman. Yeah, sports right. does, it's in a sense, a, somewhat help you become a man. Right, but softball doesn't help a girl be a girl, or volleyball, or certainly not football. Mm-hmm. All right, I think you got anything else? No. Okay, Please. we'll talk about some news. Okay, you talk about some news. I am going to get coffee. Um, okay, so Newsmax has a story. They're announcing that the Vatican is already in the steps of preparing for a conflict because Pope Francis is, quote, dying. They don't it's an anonymous source. If I, I didn't even read the whole article because you have to pay to read it, and I'm not going to pay Newsmax. But um, that's what they're reporting, and other people are reporting off of that. But it all leads back to a Newsmax story. And they don't really say whether dying means like, like he's got a bad infection and it's probably going to kill him, or dying as in... He's got cancer, and sometime in the next two years, he'll be dead. They, that's what we're kind of unsure of at this time. Or if the story itself is in any way real. But um, the, the scuttlebutt right now is that Pope Francis is dying and probably won't live through 22 which I don't know I mean you know at a time like this when the Pope is dying it's like you you remember when when the Supreme Court justice dies who allowed abortion to continue it's like you weren't allowed to say bad things about him but I don't I don't really understand that I mean this Pope has kicked us in the gut over and over again. And maybe another Pope could have done a lot worse. Maybe another Pope could have completely ripped away the TLM from us. But Pope Francis has been trying to, or at least he's been, he's been strategically striking it down. So I, I don't see any reason to act like this would be bad for the church. It could all. If the Pope dies, it's probably going to be good for us because he is a enemy of the TLM. And he's done, he's done a lot of things that are going to end up killing the TLM if it's not reversed by someone in the future. So obviously we pray for his soul. Uh, I don't want him to go to hell, but I don't want him to be Pope anymore. And there's only way, one way, well, there's two ways of him getting out of being Pope. Either A, he resigns, or B, he dies. So what we could so do is... I want one of those two things to happen. We could pray more generically uh, that um, his actions get reversed. Yeah. Because that okay. opens up a third way for him to have a change of heart. Yeah. And that would be really great. Um. And I don't even know, like, if, let's say he converts tomorrow and he's like, oh my gosh, what am I, what have I done to my own people? Mm-hmm. And 
I don't even know if, if he could reverse all the damage he's done. He has done so much damage. And not just by the edicts and the cannon set he's... And the, and the, the uh, letters that he sent out. Just, he's given us all a black eye. Because everybody's like, oh, you Catholics are a bunch of hypocrites. Your, your own Pope doesn't even believe in hell. Yeah. That's the way it's been reported. It's like, he's so bad for the Catholic Church. I'm not going to... I'm not going to apologize for not wanting him to be the leader of the Catholic yeah. Church. It'll be really good for us if he's not Pope tomorrow. Now, could get a worse Pope. We could get uh, a worse Pope. But uh, hard to imagine how. But Yeah. Well, you know, we depend on the Holy Spirit to protect us. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I imagine in the 70s, people were praying to the Holy Spirit for protection. But most of the world lost the Latin Mass. Yeah. And it it was gone for a long time from a lot of people. You know, when it, I think it was, it was the 80s probably when it came to Cincinnati, you think? Mm-hmm. Late 80s. Yeah. So I, I'm close to 20 years with no Latin Mass. That would stink. That'd be awful. Yeah. So, yeah, the Holy Spirit's still there, but I really love the Latin Mass, and I don't want to lose it. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, the Senate passed a resolution Wednesday to repeal Biden's vaccination or testing mandate for the private sector employees. Um, okay. So this is the mandate that he rolled out and, and, and through OSHA, right? Yeah. And the courts said, no, you can't do that. You're not to enforce it. And now the Senate has passed a resolution to say, no, we're not going to do that. And now it'll be a matter of law that we're not going to do that. And so... And possibly President that can't he's do not it. allowed to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um and this went through Senate with a 52-48 vote. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not it's not razor, razor thin. Well, I guess that That's is razor thin. thin. 52-48. Four, four votes. And, which means that we had to have some Democrats vote with yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. We'll take them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. We just keep... I mean, it's like... To me, Pope Francis is like Joe Biden. It's like... He's got a certain number of years, and we just pray that the damage that he's doing can be undone. We know it will be undone in the church, but that's not necessarily true with America. America could be gone in a few years, and that's that's a real possibility. And it's not like there's no promise for America. Mm -hmm. It could disappear. Um. A woman was found dead in her car, which was floating down the Niagara River. Um, which, uh, before or after the falls? Before. As a matter of fact, they got right up to the falls. Oh, wow. I don't even, I don't even understand they... how they didn't go, how it didn't go over. Wow. I saw weird. a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I don't, so I get, it was like a 60 something year old woman. Have you, have you been to the falls? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure you have. Okay. I only went to the falls once. Me too. And it was it was a weird experience because I did not know there were two parts that you could see. I saw the small ones. Oh, okay. I was very impressed with the small yeah. ones. <laughs> I didn't know you could go down this trail and you could go see the big ones. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, well, this is what they look like on TV. Yeah. <laughs> this is impressive. It's great. But it's not what yeah. I remember seeing okay. on TV. What happened was um, I was in Niagara, or not Niagara, uh, Buffalo, mm-hmm. doing some, uh, I think it was train. No, I was, I was a technician. I was fixing something. And I just, I didn't have any spending money. So I go into the thing to park and it's like you can either only be here for 10 minutes or you can pay 10 bucks to park wow and i i mean i had 10 bucks but i didn't want to yeah it's like i only had 10 bucks so especially um, for a half hour of parking or something stupid like that. yeah so i parked my car i ran to the falls i took some pictures and I do got, I mean, the, just the noise mm-hmm. of standing there. And it was, it was at night too. I couldn't really see them real well, but I, that, that's some strong water. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, as you're driving down towards the falls and you pass parts of the river, you're not even at the falls, mm-hmm. but the, the force of that river's really impressive. Mm. Wow. And for someone to have driven their car into that, that would oh, wow. be scary. Anyway, they I saw a picture of the car, it's like right before the falls. I don't know I don't know how they held it back to keep it from going over, but it didn't go over. Hmm. And they got the woman out before. Maybe it did go over but she and was they just got dead. the woman out first. Yeah. So So hmm. They'll probably do an autopsy or something. I mean, you know, they'll figure out, okay, did she drown in the river or did she die of a heart attack first and then maybe drive into the river already dead or yeah. what? Yeah. They they have done that and they're not releasing any oh, okay. uh, information or anything. Details yet. I guess, you know, they're letting the family have their privacy or whatever. Sure. So... So, the Micronesian president. So, Micronesia is this little string of islands in Oceania. Okay. uh, Condemns the outcome of the climate summit. Remember, we talked about that a couple times. Saying that the industrialized nations must increase their commitments in order to help countries switch from fossil fuels to renewable energy. And I guess he's got a point here. You guys want everybody to switch to these expensive cars, but it costs money. Oh, and you're not going to, you know, you're going to make If you're make a nation money. full of rich guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to make all the money. If you're rich guys, that's fine. But if you don't have money, if you're a poor nation, how is that supposed to work? You, you know, know, it's it, it's BS. It is kind of weird that be, because, okay, for, for a long time, uh, you know, Everybody's been able to make, you know, anybody's been able to make cars. Cars have been coming from anywhere. But, uh, you know, you're seeing more and more of a variety of common cars, regular cars, folk Mm -hmm. cars, people cars from 
different countries where it, it yeah. used to be, okay, it was maybe America and Japan. And now, you know, you've got China, you've got Korea in there. Um, you've got yeah. folk cars now from Italy with, you know, Fiat and all. And, and, you know, for a while you had Renault, which is French, and that went away. Uh, and Volvo was, you know, kind of a little bit Good nicer. Um, but the thing is, I think that's expanding. And I think what's, it, it's almost as if uh, people are getting together and saying, wait a minute, we, it's becoming too easy because they had the regulations with the, the uh, quality yeah. of airs and stuff. It's becoming too easy for all these these upstart these pipsqueak upstarts to make cars that are meeting our regulations we got to come up with something else to cut them out of the of the picture so we're going to start insisting on a whole different kind of car renewable energies something like that we'll be that, able to make them we'll yeah. be able to pay for them they won't be able to compete in the market and then through treaties we'll force them to still buy these new expensive cars that's something to think about yeah. Uh, so New Zealand Defense Force and police go to the Solomon Islands in order to stabilize the country after days of rioting and looting. Now, when I saw that story, I followed the story and I really couldn't figure out why they were looting and rioting. Oh. My thoughts were probably some kind of COVID thing. But what it actually is, is that the in the Solomon Islands, the government there is very corrupt and has all kinds of ties to China. Mm. And that's what people are protesting. That's something we could do here, I think. Same as Hong Kong earlier. Yeah. So, let's see, there's a... Uh, volcano in Indonesia, East Java. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the death toll last time I checked is 39. Mm -hmm. uh, and many, many, many others injured. Um, so, okay, did you hear about the school shooting with um, Up in Michigan? Ethan Crumley? Yeah. yeah, I was real close to I where I used issue. to live. Okay. So the parents of that boy have been arrested. Mm -hmm. James and Jennifer Crumley. Um, they're charged with manslaughter for their, quote, role. I don't know what all that includes, but I, I understand they actually bought the gun. They bought the gun, maybe some which the is ammo. not a big deal. It, it, there's weirdness going on here. So uh -huh. there's like, so they bought a gun for their kid. They, they got it like a Black Friday deal or something like that. Okay, they bought a gun. Mm -hmm. All right, I don't know what the like life in the home was like between them and the kid or anything like that. Um, but they they got the kid the gun. Well, apparently he was like at school. He was like, I don't know whether it was on his phone or a school computer or what, but he was like. Looking up how to buy ammo online or something mm -hmm. like that. Well, okay, whatever. How to buy ammo online, so what? If you have uh, a gun, you, you, need a, ammo. you need ammo, you go to buy it online. Well, apparently this was a big deal to the school. Yeah, everybody, you know, 
going cuckoo and everything over it. And so then the mom apparently sent him a private um, a message. I, I don't know, text message, tweet, whatever. I don't know what it is. Some kind of message. Yeah. I'm not upset with you. Just don't get caught next time or something like that. Which okay. which is a weird way that to put reasonable it. Reasonable so far. I mean, it's it's reasonable, but it's a weird way to word it. I would be more like, well, yeah. of course you can look up how to buy ammo online, but you you don't got to do it while you're at school. Do that at you home. Don't do it at something school. something like that. Yeah. You know, not the, the the whole don't get caught thing is a weird way to put it. But pe- is- people, I mean, but I, I don't. It doesn't really register that high on my radar in terms of, you know. I don't right. know parental negligence or anything like that. It's like okay, it you know maybe you're some kind of weird hillbilly hick redneck parent who doesn't you know think through things or know how to say things, whatever. Then the day of the shooting, the school found these like pictures he had these I guess disturbing pictures he had drawn or something like that, and they brought the parents in to look at the pictures and said you need to take them home and get them like psychological counseling within the next forty eight hours. And the parents yeah. said, no, we're not going to take him home. And they refused to take him home. So the school sent him back into the classroom. Now, it, oh. now he already had the gun with him at school by the time all this happened on this particular day. Now, here's the thing. I don't know. I mean, it, the, the parents either had to, like, it's like, you know, every parent has a bias, like, towards his kid. Yeah. Unless... Unless the relationship has already completely deteriorated. So, like, if it has, a parent could be like, well, don't tell me to take the kid home. You guys are the professionals. You need to find how, and you need to help us as parents find how to deal with it. Right. Go go call the police or something if you think this is a big deal. Yeah. Or, but but if if the parent's not there yet, then they're like... Okay, this is my kid. Okay, that's weird pictures. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to him when he gets home and find out what this is about. But there's no reason to take him out of school. Go back to class. Right. You see what I mean? And and people yeah. want to connect that with the whole with looking for ammo online. But to my mind, the looking for ammo is such a non-event that it's not worth connecting right. to anything else. So what you really have is yeah. just these weird disturbing drawings and you've got... The, the one day where either the parents were like, it's like this is the first time they've seen something that might be indicative of oddness. Well, like, you know, like I said, every parent is biased towards his kid. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't know. I, it, it, to me, it's, it's just a real hard sell to understand what exactly the grounds for the parents are or what the role is. And, and the yeah. only thing I can think is either this is a big, uh, set up for the, to the parents, you know. Uh, you know, it's going to be like like mm-hmm. another Kyle Rittenhouse thing, where the parents are concerned. I mean, the kid did right. kill people. He's got he's got to be punished. He's got to go, go to jail, whatever. That you know, prison, whatever. But from the parents' point of view, it's either like this whole setup, or there's a whole lot of stuff that authorities have discovered that we don't know anything about yet because they're not releasing. Or whatever. I'm thinking it's gotta that's be probably one or the, the other. case. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I okay, but if you put yourself in the parents' situation on that day, just purely from what we know, mm-hmm. it's like 
okay, um, I'm at work, my wife's at work, we have to come here and meet with you, and now you're telling us to take our kid home, but my boss is expecting yeah, me I gotta back. I got to get back to work. And mm-hmm. I have no way of knowing that this is actually a, 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 a situation that requires immediate attention, other than the fact that you're telling me it is. But parents tell you, or teachers tell you that all the time. Yeah, teachers have gotten so reactionary, they lose credibility with parents. And yeah, the fact is, um, think about what, what parents have been told for the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, about the behaviors of their kids. Uh they're given every excuse to yeah. not be so, uh, you know, they're going through hormonal times. So they're going to act out. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, and, and then other things that parents, everything's okay. Parents have been brought up, for example, Hey, you know, my, my, you know, it, we shouldn't get involved with like maybe sexual activity. Oh, but kids are going to do that. You can't be, you know, you, you can't be a helicopter parent, hover over them, try to discourage that. They're going to do it anyway. You just need to make sure that they yeah. know how to be safe and that kind of, so parents have been fed this stream of ready excuses to make for their children's behavior, for the behaviors that they, the parents, would consider problematic, disconcerting, indicative of, you know, some underlying problem. Mm-hmm. And so now when this one thing is presented to them, of course, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, well, okay, it's just a kid. He's drawn some weird pictures. He's got some things to work out. Yeah, I'll talk to him about it when he gets home. The people who should have been able to act are the actual professionals, the yeah. social counselor at the school, the psychologist at the schools, psychiatrist or whatever they have at the school. Those are the people who would have been able to recognize and say, wait, this is indicative of a problem. We ought not have this kid in class. Let's call the police and have him taken into custody. And then when his parents get around to uh, dealing with that, they can deal with the authorities. (laughs) Not only that, um, they've in some cases made it impossible for parents to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, there are laws. It's like, well, you can't do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a kid who's doing... What the hell am I supposed to do? Right. Well, call the police. Well, the police come and then... They say, oh, well, They okay. say, okay, and then they leave because the jails are all full. Right. And so, exactly what are you supposed to do as a parent when you have a troubled teenager? Right. It's... They've created an impossible situation for some parents. So, I'm thinking that if the parents have a a, a, a criminally liable role... A good case can be made that the school probably has an even more liable and criminally liable role in this incident. Right. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, See, we already did that one. So the United States announces a formal diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in uh, Beijing, China. Okay. This is uh, in regard to their uh, human rights record, which just well, seems so odd. 
This is after Trump has has done everything he could to take power from China. Yeah. And now we're going to boycott the Olymp- the uh, China and, and because of and and we're not hurting them. We're just boycotting the Olympics. Yeah. That just, doesn't really hurt anyone. So so there's the going to be no US, anyway. There's going to there's not going to be any US competitors. That's what we mean by boycott. That's what right? it's I, that's what I'm it seems. That's 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 the way I'm reading this, but I can't really get to that. It doesn't say that outright. (laughs) Right. But uh, UK, Canada, and Australia have all joined us in this boycott. Okay. So, I don't know. It's just Trump did everything he could to take power from China and put it back in the hands of the U.S. And... We've lost most the Biden of that administration already. Like, immediately undermined Just all gave of it, it all and, back. and 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 mm-hmm. and now, yeah, there's the well, you know, it's now weird. we're going to boycott the because almost Olympics like right away when uh, Biden became president, wasn't there that incident with, where like they were like calling out China on human rights violations? Yeah, and China's like, hey, don't talk to us. By your own admission, you're a, a country that's yeah, uh, you guys are racist. founded on racism or something like that. Yeah, and 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 we shut up. Yeah, we, after that, <laughs> it was like so. It, it's kind of weird. It, this is insane. It's like first of all, how does the administration have any credibility when it does things like this? And second of all, what's going on? It it, it doesn't like, actually accomplish. It's anything. like they're schizophrenic. You know? Yeah. It's like they want everybody to see how much they're against this this Chinese. Uh, power and this Chinese abuse of power, but in reality, they're friends of China. Yeah. We're still buying all their crap. They only do symbolic things like this and not real things that Trump was doing. Yeah. Like Trump said, hey, we're going to make our own stuff instead of buying it from you. And uh, Biden put a stop to all that to make sure manufacturers couldn't manufacture in the U.S. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- 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 a bill to criminalize the widely discredited practice of conversion therapy oh. passes the Senate in Canada. Yeah, Canada's so, always been a friend of the gays like that. Um, that's fine to be friend of the gays. But basically, if you are gay and you don't want to be gay... You are not allowed to seek. Well, that's what I mean. A friend of the gay community that, that, you know, it's it's like, hey, you know, you got to be one of us. You're not allowed to try to change. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's, that's got to be the most backward thing. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's so bad. And it's, it, to me, this is like, uh, let's, make it illegal to evangelize mm-hmm. yeah you know that's that's the kind of rule this is that's exactly and the kind of thing it is and it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt christians but it's gonna give christians the chance to become martyrs that's right and um maybe this is what we needed maybe this is why the church is so weak and why we have a pope who's a heretic because we've not we've not really had to be martyrs mm-hmm. 
and maybe now this we will, will. Uh, put us there. Of course, that, that's only in America. In other countries, that's there are martyrs. Yeah, that's true. That that's kind of true. cheapens it. I guess I shouldn't that, say that. Yeah, because white martyrs is. I mean, we we we, yeah. we can at least start standing up and suffering white martyrdom. Yeah. Whereas in in yeah, places like the east, you get your head the, the mid east, yeah, they they actually kill them. Uh, Joe Biden rules out deploying American troops to Ukraine uh, to kind of ward off these Russian invasions. He is saying that the the option was never on the table. All right, so we're going to abandon so, Ukraine to Russia too. Yeah, which. I guess we kind of knew it was going to happen, but, you know, I mean, back when, um, you, during the Trump administration, that, that video of Biden got popular where he, he basically said, you guys are, you guys are really actually, um, investigating me when you investigate this guy. So either fire this guy who's investigating me or you won't get any aid money. Mm-hmm. And so they fired the guy, so they got the aid money, but they didn't get aid money to help them with weapons or defense. It was like we gave them a bunch of blankets or something stupid. Oh, okay. Um, but they... Oh, well. You know, you know what? It's one of those things where it's like they're going to have to fight this out themselves um, the way America fought off Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Only it stinks because Russia's like right next door to them, so they've got a lot more fighting to do. But, um, you know, maybe may, maybe this is good for Ukraine. I don't know. It stinks because I'm I'm sure it's going to get kind of ugly. Yeah. But uh, that's all the news I got. Okay. Well, I have a few nonsense items. Don't have many. Just just four. Uh, okay. So, first of all, you know, if you had to be stuck somewhere in a storm, can you think of a better place to be stuck than uh, in an Ikea? Like, if you have to be stuck overnight. Oh, because, yeah, you got the you got everything. Stuff. So, six yeah. customers and a couple dozen employees were stranded overnight by a snowstorm in uh, Copenhagen. But it was in an Ikea store, so they were able to just make bedrooms for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and you stay the night. That's right. This is my hey, room. You see that tape along the floor? That's <laughs> that's my room. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that show? WKRP. It was a. That's yeah, what you think I know. That's Nesman. what I was thinking of too. He had all the tape around the floors where his office is. <laughs> he would walk up. He would pretend to open the door and then shut it as he walked yeah. through. <laughs> that's right. He did. I forgot about that. Okay. All right. Let's see what else I got. Uh, okay. In the UK, uh, we have... Okay. So, <laughs> you remember that uh, that uh, guy that restored that statue in uh, Spain? The really bad the one? The really, really bad one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's taken up tattoo work. <laughs> He's doing tattoos now. <laughs> a woman in, in the UK, her arm was ruined by a botched tattoo that looks like a child drew it. And when you look at the tattoo, neck, the what she intended to get, 
an exemplar tattoo next to what he actually drew. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, that is so bad. Okay, did you send me a link? I, to this? You know what? I oh, I forgot to send you these. Hold on, just a minute. Let me. So I can't let me. See uh, no, but I'm gonna do this real quick. Okay. Is one of your stories the uh, Kansas nativity scene? Uh, no. Did okay. We, well, I'll talk about that. Oh, did we? Is there a uh, Kansas nativity? I didn't. In, in Kansas, mm-hmm. there's a nativity scene, and it, it's like a drive-through nativity scene, and so people drive through. You remember, kind of like in the walk one at, at the conservatory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had live in, in people and Eden stuff Park. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was real neat. Uh, but we love to go to that. They had camels. Oh, wow! And when the camels got oh. loose. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a camel running around the city, and uh, uh, let's see, camels can run 40 miles an hour. That's fast. Mm -hmm. I did not know they could run that fast. This is in Bonner Springs. This is in Kansas City. I guess Bonner Springs is the the neighborhood it was Mm -hmm. in. But uh, yeah, you see him there on the road. He's just running down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Something you don't see every day. I remember in uh, Harvest Home had has this uh, festival every year, and mm-hmm. they would bring live. It's like Harvest Home is well, it was a park. Yeah, it's right in the middle of a city, yeah. and it's a big park and too. There's no, yeah, and there's no country stuff anywhere near it. But every year we have a fair, and it's very much like a country fair. People bring in their livestock and show well, isn't it. isn't that and, um. It can't be like the Hamilton County Fairgrounds, but it's it's kind of like a 4-H. It's like the 4-H no, Fair. It's Western Hills. Well, now it is. It's gone to more or less mostly the live the farming stuff is more or less in control of 4-H. But it used to be a Western Hills, and all surrounding Cincinnati would enter their stuff. Okay, okay, because that the, you know you'd have like the livestock out. It was kind of the west, west side of Cincinnati. Yeah. But beyond yeah. the city, um, people would would have their livestock and everything, and and they, but it was like a four. It was like the four H fairs, except it was smaller. And you, yeah, you could go see the. And I remember it used to stink and stuff when I was a kid. But but we'd go there. You know, every year they'd have it. And you could go see it and stuff. Yeah. And then of course they had the well, one year. Wow, a big white cow got loose. Oh, oh my gosh! And I guess I don't remember that. <laughs> Jason, Jason, and Bobby were staying out that night. Uh-huh. You know how we used to like set up a tent in the backyard, and they were staying out. And then they got up real early. I I don't know if they were on their way to a restaurant or if they were if like it was Sunday morning they went to mass. But they saw this big white cow running down the road. And then they saw a cop and they pulled him over. He said, there's a big white cow over there. And he kept saying, big white cow, big white cow. But if you say that to Jason, say, Jason, big white cow. I don't know what you're talking about. Because they couldn't, couldn't believe this cop that they were telling the truth. They thought, is, this, him, is this the new kids thing? They try to convince a cop that's yeah. a white cow. These two little preteens are telling me there's a big white cow running down the road. All right, I'll play a little bit. But big there white was. Cow. There was a giant okay, white cow. Big white cow. 
big white cow. <laughs> so if you went to a cop and said, there's a camel up the street. <laughs> big brown camel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see this botched tattoo. Oh, yeah. Do you get the link? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I see what... It, okay, you see what it looks I like. Scroll down the... past the video thing, and they've got a side-by-side, just still images. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. She wanted those books? Yeah, with all the flowers and stuff. Didn't he, like, bother drawing it first, maybe? I don't know. Couldn't she say, I don't like that, that's ugly, and, and, so, and I don't want that. I have and so he no could idea. say, oh, okay, I'll You know, it could that. be that she hasn't really been to tattooists and didn't know that that's what they're supposed to do, or something like that. I don't know, but that is so bad. Maybe she... <laughs> That's like pay your drunk boyfriend to, you know, he gets a new tattoo. Here, I'll do it. And well, he can draw, so he'll probably be good at drawing on my arm with a needle. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like that's the same impression you get when you look at that statue, too, in Spain. (laughs) Yeah, but if, yeah, but tattoos are different because you can see what you're doing you know? <laughs> i know <laughs> like a two-year-old could do this better i think yeah everything you're I saying i didn't know those were supposed to be books <laughs> not until you scrolled down i know it's like what on earth is it like is there like a little sailboat there or or it's being yeah. plowed under by noah's ark or something <laughs> but it, i mean tattoos are painful right yes, you know i've never had a tattoo me neither. But supposedly you're they sticking are yourself on the needle yeah, again and again. So like I imagine you're times. not asleep. No, you know. So at one point, didn't she say, "Dude, that doesn't look anything like"? The thing is, you know, it's stop, on her arm, stop right now. It's like I, I don't know what part. Like, if it, is it on her? Like, it looks like her top form. part of her form because it doesn't quite show where how her hand is is facing, or is it like the yeah. bottom of her forearm? Well, either way, yeah, she ought to she be able to see it. it. I don't know. That's yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty bad. Okay. All right. Next, uh, <laughs> there's a video of a semi trailer. Like somebody was in their car and they saw a semi trailer, like dragging a car down the road in Illinois, and yeah, it's it's just dragging it. it you can see it. It's like you. The video itself, you can see it's from somebody's windshield, and that truck's just moving along, dragging this car along the road. Didn't he? <laughs> eventually, didn't he, he pulls. Eventually, he pulls over, but it's like, my lord, what what led to that? And I mean, it's going How on for for hundreds of feet. With before, I mean, it, he seems oblivious for a long time. My guess is at one point he looked out his uh, his like side view mirror. And noticed it and pulled over, but shoot, I'm dragging a car. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's like, how do you I mean, how do I you not it, feel it, the drag? It's like, man, this, my load feels heavier than usual. There must be a lot of wind or yeah. something, or just the or sound or something like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a. Drunk I mean, truck. okay, I mean, so a, like uh, maybe his or something. Like his, like his. Oh, you know what? Okay, so think of it this way: you. Well, the car has to get there first of all. You should be able to feel that impact when the car hits him. And it's like, hey, what happened? And get out and check it out. 
Or maybe, like maybe he was... Had his radio up real Maybe he thought it was a hit and run or something. Oh, and he's trying to get away. Like, shoot, that car just hit me. And I'm the... Never mind. But no, you would check if that happens. You know, you would look in the mirror and be like, okay, are they after me or what? But I mean, I'm thinking maybe you don't hear it because you have the music up real loud or you have headphones on Mm -hmm. or something. But I think you'd feel it still. The the continuous drag, so. you know. But what's funny is is okay. We're we're making fun of the truck driver, ish. But what about the driver of this Accord? It uh, the news yeah, story said he, it was it was that? changing lanes when the car somehow got stuck beneath the passenger side of the Freightliner. Now, what you're changing lanes? Okay, I can see like. A small car stuck in your blind spot and, and you end up bumping yeah. it. How do you not see a semi truck right next to you when you're getting ready to change lanes in that direction? You know, I saw someone do that though. Once. Like bump into a semi? Well, he was okay. Uh, the lane is splitting up because there's construction coming mm-hmm. up. So there are cones, there's a right lane and a left lane. And cones are separating them, and the cones are getting further and further apart because they're splitting up into an exit. Okay. It wasn't actually an right, exit. It was just a split, <clears throat> and then it would come back together Yeah, later. one of those. But this car seemed to be having trouble deciding which side he was going to go. Oh. And he went on once the left side, and then after the cones started, like he just changed his mind suddenly, I think he was trying to lose someone. Who was following? Oh, plowed through the cones. Uh, he jerked to the right lane and almost hit me. Oh, but I had seen him acting kind of weird, and I had started slowing down. But he ended up there was a semi on my right, and so he he went all the way through my lane into the next lane and slammed into the semi just like you see that. Oh, there. wow. And, uh, of course, I slammed on my brakes. Everybody's stopping. This is on the highway. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, like why would a person Mm -hmm. do this? Something's something's wrong. And I'm just kind of sitting there trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do next. And the dude gets out of his car. And uh, behind me, somebody gets out of their car. And it was a girl getting out of her car, and she runs past me, and she says the guy's name. And the guy looks at her and then runs off into the woods. Huh. Weird. So I guess she was chasing him or something, Mm -hmm. and he was trying to lose her, and he smashed into the semi, and I don't even know how he got out. I mean, it was pretty rough, but he got out and just ran off. Yeah. And I'm still sitting there trying to figure out what to do. She got back in her car and drove off. And the poor semi got the driver's getting out of his car. He's like, did you see it? Did you? I said, yeah, I saw it. He said, I did not hit that guy. You saw it. I did not hit it. He was worried. Yeah, he was scared yeah. to death. Well, they maybe he'd been in an accident before, but, you know, he's worried about his job and everything. I else. know. I, said, I, those, I mean, they come down hard on truckers. Plus, it, it's yeah. like, they, you know, the, the trucking companies have the whole, you know, 
zero tolerance policies, and then it, there's yeah. a big question about the insurance, who, whose insurance is going to, and I think there's a tendency for the insurance companies to kind of always uh, sort of bias on the side against the truckers and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I said, well, I, I said, well, I'll, I'll stick around for the cops mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, give your give you a statement or whatever here you can have my phone number something like yeah. that but it was a really bizarre set of events that it's like maybe one of the most bizarre 30 minutes of my life seeing this <laughs> wow i bet and i never did figure out what i think well when the cop questioned me i did find out that there was a a marriage and a boyfriend involved oh, okay. so i don't know how that yeah. worked like so <laughs> whether that uh, was the husband or the boyfriend that was running <laughs> yeah i don't yeah i don't know all right okay well, last one um not really news so much um personal uh story kind of <laughs> kind of funny so my son needed a battery for his car and he goes to autozone to buy a battery and the guy specs it out and Kind of kudos to AutoZone. I'm not going to say which AutoZone because I don't want this guy to get in trouble. Uh, but he says, mm-hmm. you know, um, they have these batteries like $60 cheaper at the Rural King. Um, so my son said, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go get it at the Rural King then. Thanks. So he goes to the Rural King and he uses their, you know, he uses AutoZone's uh, like app to spec out the battery and everything and then goes and finds it at the uh, at the Rural King brings it to the counter and the guy checking him out rings it up and he looks at my son and said, says would you like to add a quart of that and my son's kind of like huh and you know in, in his mind wondering and he looks at the screen and it says add core charge yes no question mark so he says no that's okay he says no, rings it up, <laughs> he leaves with the battery. I don't... Okay, so did he... They did not charge him for a They core? did not charge him for a core. The kid who was ringing it up did not understand what that was about. Would you like to, so he, would you like to add a core to that? No, I'm good. <laughs> I wonder if he got in trouble for that. I don't know that anybody ever found it or, or would have found it. For people you know? who don't purchase car parts this is oh yeah we gotta explain this (laughs) i mean like a a woman might not know this the guy's ringing it up and the the register is asking him did the customer bring the core the old battery with them if they brought the old one with them you don't charge them for the core if they didn't that means you gotta charge them forty bucks, and they have to bring their old battery back to get the forty yeah, bucks. Yeah, they call that a core charge. That's what charge. was supposed to happen. Yeah, and and there's lots of car parts and, that are like that. Uh, for some cars, um, alternators are, can be like that. I think sometimes yeah. starters can be like that, parts. but not as frequently. Um, Used to be brake pads were brake pads. Really? Wow. Okay. For some, yeah. Of them. yeah. So. Um, Long time yeah, ago. but but I um, breaks. But I can imagine like a, a young kid who doesn't know. But you would you would think that that they would yeah calibers. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, you'd think they'd train you'd him. You'd think that somebody would train him and be like, okay, you, there's a core charge on this. You got to get. Here's what a core charge like, is. You know, they they get it when they go. But no, he's like, would you like to add a core to that? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> if, if you're training for a job where you're ringing up uh, customers to buy parts, I would think within the first within the first hour. That, that situation should arise, yeah. and you would be able to Especially know. Especially like is. you're shadowing someone. But, but you know the thing is, this yeah. is this is not a car parts store. This is the Royal King, oh. which is just like farm what equipment. It, what is stuff. the Royal King? They, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, farm equipment. Okay. Think like um, yeah. Harbor Freight, except more focused towards farm, farm and yard stuff. Okay. It's there, like there's that, a and they happen to sell batteries. Farm and tractor here yeah. in Cincinnati. Okay, I see. Okay, well so I can see it, that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's forgivable. Um Yeah. But it's still funny. Just the way he worded it, would it you like to add a core to that? You want a core with that? You want to add a core to that? No, I'll take it without yeah. the core. <laughs> what if, if he had said yes, I wonder what she would have given him. I know, him. that's what I wonder. It's like, okay, All right, we got yes, core somewhere uh, around here. <laughs> put a, go out over the PA. Customer needs help. <laughs> yeah, I, she would have had to find a core to yeah. give him. And then he would have gotten home and said, Dad, what do I do with this core? <laughs> she called it a core. <laughs> I don't know what it is or what I do with it. Oh, you take that back and get your 40 bucks back. Well, I could have just not taken it then. Yeah. That was a big waste of time. Anyway. So that is all I've got today. I I don't think I have a sin. Oh. Wait a minute. We did this one. We did that. I don't have a saint. Okay, we'll do a saint next time anyway. I I, it's yeah. I gotta watch my time because I gotta get up for work tomorrow we, morning. We uh, have to find a new schedule because Wednesdays aren't working. Well, for the past like three Wednesdays, yeah, hasn't worked out. You canceled, but I didn't fight it because I've been sick as a dog. Um, I kind of canceled both of them. Then I canceled the one week, and then and yeah. and that was a. I don't think I even week. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't even call, text you the next week. Then I think. last week, it's like, right. well, I could do this. It, it ended up that the only day I could do it was Friday when you had company anyway, so we ended up not being able to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. all right, but we got we got to work out. I'm thinking Thursdays so are going to start working. Thursday nights. I I could do Thursdays. Okay. Let's yeah. um, let's see. Now next Thursday, we'll start playing on that. Next Thursday is the 16th. Next Thursday, I got to. I can't do it that week. You can't do it that week. No, oh, I was you were, just mocking oh, okay, you. yeah. Next Thursday is the 16th. Because you said Thursday. Um, and then the 23rd and then the 30th. All of those days we ought to be able to do without really running into, like, can't do it because it's, like, too co- close to Christmas or something like that. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So, hopefully, you'll get a podcast, and I apologize for people who were looking for them, because I know yeah. how much people look forward to our podcast seats. Right, and and um, I'm sure none of you care what day we actually do it on, because it's not like you get it that day. Yeah, because I spend time on them. All right, well, folks, think about what we said, and as always, the beads. and we'll see you next Bye, everyone. Week.